You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 82. In this episode, I'm speaking to Chris Lemma about storytelling and selling. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Chris, who is a blogger, speaker, WordPress expert and enterprise sales and marketing consultant. I've followed Chris for many years and I love his blog posts. And it doesn't matter which topic he writes about, every single time he manages to share an interesting story. You'll find links to Chris and show notes of this episode by going to signal.com forward slash 82. I'm so excited to be here with Chris Lehmann. I'm truly excited because having someone on my show that I've been following for years, I don't know how many years, but three, four, five. And every day when I have lunch or breakfast, I go to my RSS feed and check if Chris Lehmann has a new blog post for me. And if he doesn't, I'm a little bit disappointed. But now I have him on the show. Thank you for being here, Chris. It is great to be here. <laughs> well, Following someone for so long time, I, I started to wonder why we like to read some people's blog posts more than others. And to me, it's kind of become obvious over the years. It's because of your storytelling skills. And this is actually something you teach, right? Uh, it is indeed. Yeah. So can you go back and, you know, well, how long have you actually been blogging? I started blogging about six years ago. It, well, I should be more clear. Probably about 10 or 15 years ago, I started a blog, right? So in the early days when there were actually called web blogs, web blogs, and I played with the technology, and but I only had like maybe five posts a year, and it was because I did a lot of coaching with customers. And then after I did a call with one of them, if the topic was particularly useful, I would write it all down in this you know, web blog. And then when I would have a call with another one of my customers, instead of repeating myself, I would say, go look at this. But that was five to maybe 10 posts a year. And about six years ago, decided to start writing more regularly. And for a period of three years, I wrote every single day, right? So more than 360 posts a year for three years. And then the last two years, I've spent you know less time writing every day and often more weekly. And it just depends on how busy work is. But that doesn't stop the telling of stories, right? I started telling stories when I was 16. That was a, the first time I, I spoke to an audience in public. And I've been speaking now for 30 years to audiences. And so the storytelling, whether it's in the form of a blog post or whether it's in the form of a public speech, or even on sales pages, when you're trying to convince someone to make that purchase, the core of the the core of my strategy, and, and even as I lead teams to build products, my strategy in every one of those realms is the same, which is to tell a story effectively. And it's it's amazing. If you start telling people in your product teams that are building product, you start telling them the story and you realize, wow, they're making better decisions about the product they're building just because they're also 
entertaining the story. In their head, they know what they're building for, right? So whether you're leading people, whether you're selling on a landing page, or whether you're publicly speaking or creating an online course, for me, storytelling is at the core of all of it. How did you discover that storytelling is actually a part of the selling process? Did that come like randomly or how did you discover that? So one of the dynamics, right? It was a little bit random. I started getting invited to the more serious sales calls in enterprise software, right? And I spent about 20 years in enterprise software. The technology people are kind of in the back room. They're building technology. And then the, the sales people are in the front room and they're interacting with customers. But I started getting invited to a bunch of sales meetings, right? And I would go, but I'm, I'm not the sales guy. Like, I, I don't do I don't even get compensated for the sales guy. They're like, no, just do that, like, like dance monkey dance, right? Do that thing you do, and then we'll close the deal, right? And it was because I was telling the stories. And as I told the stories, the other people on the other side of the table would be like, uh, yeah, okay, yep, yep, totally, All right, we're in. And the sales guys didn't know what was going on. I didn't, and I'm, I'm starting to back out and go, what's happening, right? And what you realize is when you tell a story, at least if you're telling a good story, and this is maybe the first key takeaway of our time together, is stories are not about you, right? Stories are vehicles where the audience, the listener, the prospect can find themselves in the story. You, know, you and I have been to a bar, we've been to a party where that person is, all they're doing is talking about themselves. Those are the not, not the people that we want to spend time with. Those are not the people that we want to buy anything from. And yet that's what normally what we do when we get into sales, right? We're like, I'm the best. I have the best product. I'm so amazing. I've been doing this for 20 years. And all we do is talk about I, I, I. And those aren't stories. And they're also not compelling, right? And so when we tell the story of our customer, for example, and we say, here's the problem my customer's having. And then they did this. And now this is what they're doing. Other customers look at that and they go, I can see myself in that story. And so the story is the vehicle they can see themselves in to come to you and come to your product, right? So I discovered it by chance and then I just started leveraging it all the time, right? And it's been very helpful ever since. Well, obviously your blog has also been very popular and it was obvious to me when you shared before that you did the daily one. That's where I got hooked <laughs> yeah. on your blog. And it didn't matter if you were talking about WordPress membership sites or how your wife uh, was wondering if she should invest in a event or a course or a conference and you were talking about how men and women are different it it's like every time you're able to come up with a story and and that's what I see many people struggle with when they say well I have a product how do I how do I tell a story around the product well there's a couple of things they need but let's first back up for a second and realize the reason that that post about, say, my wife and going to a conference, the reason that post worked and resonated is because nobody knew where I was going at the beginning of the story, right? Like you start reading this thing and you're like, uh, this is what's going on. And you're like, where, where's he going? And then you take a turn and this is what happened. And then, oh, where's he going? And you're compelled to read because of the narrative, right? You're compelled to read because now there's a, this is a whodunit in your head. And you're going, I want to know how this turns. I want to know where this ends. I want to know what his main point is. So by the time I get to the main point and say, my friend Lisa Larder is running this conference and I think you should be going to this conference. But if you have found yourself in this story where you're not willing to invest in yourself, just mostly out of insecurity or doubt or fear or whatever, then I'm going to pay for you to go, right? And that at the end is memorable and the whole journey is memorable, but it's because story, right? And that's maybe one of the most powerful dynamics of story is that it can fundamentally catch you off guard. That story can be engaging 
and at the same time, reduce or lower the barrier that you put up when someone's initially trying to pitch you, right? If I had started a blog post with, there's a conference you need to go to. And people are like, oh my God, do you know how many conferences I've gone to? I don't need another post to tell me about going to a conference. Oh, I don't need a women's conference. I don't need this conference. And everyone, the barriers all go up. But when you start telling a story and people go, hmm, wait, where's it going on here? Where's it going? I'm trying to predict, but I'm, I, he's turning a corner again and I don't know where he's going next. And, and as that's happening, all those barriers are calming down. And then when you finally get the punchline, you're like, oh, hey, here's what happened. And they go, oh, I, you know what? I found myself in that story too. And I, and I should do that, right? So one of the benefits of story, storytelling, right? Done well, right? Is that, it, and this is one of the things people are not very good at, is being a little indirect, right? It's not being so indirect that people go, I don't know why he's telling us this story, right? Uh, normally when I'm speaking on stage, I may tell a couple opening stories and they're so far away from the topic, I know how far I can stretch them, right? Those are all called opening loops. And so I open the story and I won't close it till the end, but I'm opening, I'm opening, I'm opening. And then I know there's a tension, right? I know I've hit the cognitive dissonance where people are like, I thought we were here for a technology conference and he's all he's done is tell us these three stories. Where is he going? What's he doing? And I will have to say out loud, I know you're probably wondering, right? Who who hired this guy as a keynote, right? What committee approved of this? Because this is unrelated. And I calm everybody down a bit, right? But you need to be a little indirect because if you're a straight shooter, right, you bring up all the walls, right? Even if even if you're a good person, even if you are not a cheesy salesperson, the very nature of you trying to sell something, right, will often cause people to have barriers go up. And so being a little indirect, starting with a story and moving it somewhere helps people get engaged and invest. And if they've invested, then that indirectness can come around to the main point and go, oh, there, there it is, right? I don't know if you know this, right? But in the old days, we had something called soap operas. And you're like, why are they called soap operas? And it has nothing to do you know, with, you know, I've heard so many different people explain soap operas and you're like, no, no, no. It's because they basically, they were indirect, right? They created a whole series of, of episodes and shows that you watched so that you'd all be there. The same kind of people, the same segment, the same demographic would all be there at the same time so that they could do a commercial, right? And the commercial would be about soap, right? But you would assemble this storytelling mechanism all for the commercial, right? You're like, wait a minute, that doesn't matter. Like, we're gonna do 24 minutes of content that has nothing to do with pitching our product, right? So that we can get 30 seconds, two times, three times to just say, hey, by the way, here's some cool soap. And they go, yeah, that's exactly what. And it, it turned out it worked, right? It, it worked like for years and years and years. People wanted the stories and then said okay to commercials, right? Because of it. So that interaction is helpful. I think. If we're talking about like, you know, how do you get good at, at storytelling and specifically, right, how to do this well, then I would say there's two other eyes to be important, right? Indirect is one of them, but interesting, right, is another. <laughs> if I start by saying, you know, the other day I was at the laundromat washing clothes, two things happen right away. First of all, you're like, is this the story I want to hear? And second of all, aren't you a grown man? Why are you at a laundromat, right? And so I've done myself a disservice, right? Because I caused you to be a little incredulous and unexcited. And second, you start wondering about my own credibility, right? Why is a grown man at a laundromat? And so, so that's not very interesting, right? But if I said on the flip side, you know, I really wanted to make more money from my business. And so I decided, why not create my own holiday? And you'd be like, wait, 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 what? You, you're talking about generating more revenue, but you created your own holiday. 
can you even do that? How do you create your own holiday? Like, wait, wait, and how did that holiday make you money, right? And so now you're engaged, right? Now you're interested and going, tell me the rest of the story. I need to hear the rest of the story, right? So interesting is one of the eyes, right? Interesting, indirect, and the third is illuminating, right? So anytime you can have the aha moment, right? So when I talk to people that are doing professional services, any kind of service engagement, you know, if you sell your SEO services or if you sell your copywriting services or any, you know, your design work, and I say, scope creep is the best. And they go, no, scope creep is the worst, right? The client just keeps wanting more and more. And you go, no, no, no. Every time the client's asking you for more, the client is asking to co-create another bit of future with you. And if you prep it right, right, you can make far more money than your, you can generate almost a whole second half revenue just on scope creep and have customers that are thrilled to pay you. And they go, no, 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 that's, that's not possible. You go here, let me tell you a couple of stories of how, how this worked, right? And you're illuminating and then people go, aha, that's, that's the trick I needed, right? So illuminating, interesting, indirect, those are the, I think those are the core skills as you start learning and honing this craft around telling a story, whether it's telling a story to sell, telling a story to engage, any dynamic there. You've also talked a lot about learning to tell your own story. And I think that what's a lot of solo entrepreneurs, personal branding is so important. And then people say, well, I don't have an interesting story. I don't have a rags to rich story. Where, where do you suggest they start? Everybody has an interesting story. Right. And I know people say that, but the truth is everyone has an interesting story. The trick, right, is working with people who can tease out that interesting story. Right. So a lot of times, one of the things I do, if I meet people for the very first time, uh, we're at a conference, let's say, and I, I start asking them questions. I ask a lot of questions. And some of these people are like, wow, he's totally invested in me. He hasn't said a thing about himself. I'm like, no, no, no. Here's the thing. I'm trying to find that unique thing about you. So that the moment I turn around to introduce you to someone else, I can tell your story, right? And so if I, like, I, you know, I, I tease out, I go, oh, you did what? You did what? You go, oh, wow, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. That's really amazing. Tell me more about that. And I pull this out and then I can turn to someone and I go, you know, this person, I, I want to introduce you to Sam. Sam set a world record in sailing at 10, right? Do you know what it means to compete with adults when you're 10, right? The kind of discipline and rigor and that, like, and this is the discipline and rigor that he brings to SEO. And often what happens is, first of all, the people go, ooh, I wanna talk to Sam, right? And then when they go, Sam looks at me and goes, I have never been introduced that way. Like that's, that's definitely not, that's not been my story, right? And I go, well, if I were telling your story, that's how I would do it, right? And so a lot of times what happens is you have to find some people to work with, right, who can tease out what is interesting, what's the angle, when you hear it from outside of yourself, right, because we're all horrible with insecurity, right, all of us, and this is just the nature of the beast, if you think you're the only one with insecurity, right, here, let me, let me tell you the truth, everybody, unless you're a psychopath, everybody is insecure, right, and some of us learn to put a better mask on it, but because we're insecure, crafting our own story is a lot harder than telling our story. And so if you can work with someone outside of yourself and keep asking me, what makes me different? What makes me interesting? Your own history will make you different, right? Yes, there are a thousand people selling SEO, but you came at it from a different you know, dynamic than other people. Whether it's your motivation was different, your history was different, how you got into it was different, how long you've been doing it was different. So find what makes you different. And that may mean talking with a lot of people until you can grasp what's that unique piece 
And then people go, oh, wow, that's right. Like, so, so I have run startups and software companies for now almost 25 years. And the interesting thing about that, even though I'm normally with a very senior technology role, is that I have often run all of the engineering team and run all the marketing team. And people go, wait a minute, you run both engineering and marketing? And I go, yeah. Okay, that doesn't make any sense, right? How is that even possible? And you go, well, that's what makes me interesting or unique, right? But I didn't come upon that myself, right? I was talking to other people and then they kept going, wait, you do what? That, you should start with that. And you go, oh, okay. So your differentiator is what's really critical when you're telling your story. The other is your is your why, right? What motivates you, right? Why are you, and people have written great books about it and great TED Talks about it. I don't need to go into your why, but you need to know what gets you up in the morning because what gets you up in the morning may be the very thing that gets someone else, a prospect up in the morning too, even if they're not doing the same thing you're doing. And so when you can connect on that lower level of we're both, we're in alignment when it comes to intention, then you know your story becomes really compelling. You've often talked about the imposter syndrome. And I think actually it's one of the things that makes you really likable <laughs> that you actually talk about it versus others just ignore it. And I, I think you're you know, saying that everyone is insecure, but what do you say about someone who's like, well, okay, I have my story, but I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to share it. It's, it's too vulnerable. It's too deep. So first of all, you just ha you have to know that everybody else is insecure too, right? We're all insecure. I wake up every morning insecure, right? The trick is, is that I don't let that be the dominating dynamic in my life, right? So I let it fuel me, right? Where I go, ah, I don't know if my presentation is going to be good enough for my boss. And then I work harder. And that's good news, right? My boss is very happy that I'm insecure because it means I work better, right? Than if I was totally secure. Like, I'm so good. I don't have to do any work. So I work hard at it. But my insecurity can't take me so far that then I start freezing up. I don't speak up in meetings. I just hold my tongue, even though I knew something that the company needed to know. So you have to develop not the lack of fear, but the ability to act in the midst of fear, right? That is a skill. That is a muscle that has to be worked. It's not natural. People don't have it. They're not born with it. It's the same as any other muscle you have. You have to work at it and just take little baby steps and keep developing that dynamic. But I think the other dynamic is if you have your story, learn to tell it in two minutes. Learn to tell it in 10 minutes. Learn to tell it in 30 minutes. You don't always need to tell the depth of this. Like, I don't have to tell you, well, I was born preemie. I had a twin. He died. I was almost dead. I Like, they told my parents. The reason I have a, a brother who's 15 months younger is because the doctors told my parents, if you want a normal child, get pregnant right away, right? And I went to the doctor pretty much every week until I was seven because they were just checking for how much brain damage was there. My wife jokes because my wife's like, just imagine if you were a normal person. Um, and I'm like, thank you so much, sweetheart. But the reality is I don't have to tell those stories. I don't have to tell the depth of that story to just say, hey, I get insecure all the time, right? But if I want to tell the 30-minute version of that story, I would say, look, there are all these different dynamics where I come out wondering, like, am I deficient compared to everybody else? But telling my two-minute story is different than my 10-minute story, is different than my 30-minute story. And you may only have the wherewithal to tell the two-minute version or the 30-second version. Just get good at that until you're ready to take the next step to the two-minute and then the five-minute or the 10-minute. And the more we're able to learn how to tell our story in so many different ways from different perspectives, right? The truth is we are also multifaceted. So the story that I tell to someone who's predominantly a marketer versus the story I tell to someone who's predominantly a developer versus someone who I tell who's predominantly a consultant, right? Those are all going to be slightly different because 
The job isn't to be talking about me. The job is to, again, tell a story that is more about them, more about the vehicle that allows them to see that I have empathy for their situation and lets them get in that car and see themselves and say, yeah, I can work with them. At the end of the day, we tell stories because we're developing trust, right? If you want to sell something on a web page, you want them to trust you because if they don't trust you, they don't click the button. And stories are a really effective way for us to develop trust with one another, even if it's a 30-second story, but more, most especially if it's a two- to five-minute story, right? There's enough there for people to say, uh, I, you know what? Me and you are very similar. That's what you want, right? You want in the same way that you're at a party and you're hanging with people and you go, oh my God, we're the same people. And you know inside, we are so not the same people, but we're same enough in this one area for us to connect. And that's the trust development that's happening. Chris, I thank you so much for sharing that with us. It's been wonderful to connect with you and I'm excited about every blog post you write. I highly recommend people go to chrislemma.com and follow your blog, whether they're interested in WordPress and membership site or not, your storytelling, you have a true gift and I thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. If you want, if you're listening and you want to know more about storytelling, I do have a whole lot of blog posts so you can do a search for Chris Lemma and storytelling. I even have a, I have a course on storytelling, which you can find at chrislemma.com slash tell better stories. And each word has a little dash between them, right? So if you want to tell better stories, I've created a video course for you people to do that. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been a pleasure and I hope to talk soon. Take care. Ready to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 82. There you'll also find links to Chris and his storytelling course, plus show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.